You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Hey, what's up, everybody? Matt here. Uh, I'm out on the road with Cryptopsy alongside aborted, benighted, and hideous divinity. It is the Hell Over North America, the ultimate blast beat party. And uh, I've been having a great time. Uh, the band's been doing really well. Uh, there's been lots of fans coming out and supporting us every night. Uh, I just want to say thank you to everyone that's been coming out. Tonight, Friday, April 5th, when you guys are listening to this, we are going to be in Houston so you guys should come out, check that out, get your tickets for that, because it's going to be fucking insane, as the rest of the dates have been. Just want to take the time to give a huge shout-out to all these fans, uh, Vox and Hops heads, and Cryptopsy fans that have been hooking us up with some sweet, sweet, sweet hop nectar on this tour. I'm going to go from back to forward. We got Varen Iyer, who brought us some sick, sick, sick IPAs uh, back when we were in Oakland. A big thank you to you. We got Kyle Casey, who brought us some Angel City IPAs when we were in... When we were in L.A., that would, they were delicious, really enjoyed those. And then um, we, the, the craziest night was in Arizona when we had uh, three people bring us out nine growlers in total. We got Corey Charo and Desta Patterson, who brought us some Helton Brewing. It was delicious. Thank you so much. There was uh, my beer of the week, which was in there, which was a raspberry sour aged beer. It was delicious, delicious, absolutely amazing. My beer of the week from Helton Brewing. And a huge shout-out to Joshua Mandingo, who brought us a bunch of old Ellsworth Brewing. He got us uh, three IPAs, and um, a close number two running of my beer of the week was a uh, Kentucky-style porter. It was a delicious coffee, very coffee-heavy, boozy, very, very good beers. So thank you to you all. Uh, Keep in mind that uh, this is going on for the rest of the tour. If you want to get a free ticket to a show and you want to bring me some beer that I can feature on the podcast or I can use with my guests... uh, Check out the Cryptopsy Facebook page. There's a whole post about it, and you just direct message us there, and then we can book it up. Uh, Coming up on the podcast today is the first interview, which I did in Detroit on the Hell Over North America, the Blast Beat Party Tour. It is with Hiran, the guitarist of Battlecross. So here it is. Check it all out. Vox and Hops, episode number 27. I warn you, what you are about to hear is very disturbing indeed. Hey, how's it going, everybody? Today I'm with Hiran, the guitarist extraordinaire from Battlecross. What's up? How you doing, brother? It's been a long time. Yeah, it has been, and I'm doing pretty pretty damn good. You, you seem busy? Yeah, uh, mostly just with work. <laughs> <laughs> Things with the band are a little slow right now, but I mean, uh, we're we're uh, slowly working on writing. You know, it's just coming along slowly, but it's it's happening. So That's good. That's good news. We're playing some shows here and there, too. So actually, next Saturday, we have a, a show here. Uh, not well, not at this venue, but in Michigan, uh, Goat Horse headlining it. So. Oh, sick! Yes, I saw yeah. it. it's a metal and beer fest. If, I, yeah, if I'm not yeah, exactly. wrong, yep. which I wish I was playing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for everybody that doesn't know, I met uh, Hiran on tour across Canadian tour with Guar. You guys were out with Guar, and it was Born of Osiris, but Born of Osiris couldn't do that section of the tour, so they offered it to Cryptopsy, and that's when I met you. Absolutely, and we were uh, super stoked. You guys were on it, so. And then we hung out. For everyone that doesn't know, tonight we are in Detroit. Um, it's the first night of the Hell Over North America tour, the Blast Beat Party with Aborted, Cryptopsy, Benighted, and Hideous Divinity, and uh, Hiran nicely came out and brought us some beer. So let, let's see what he brought us here. He brought us Shorts Brew. It's a Huma Lupalicious India Pale Ale IPA. Mm-hmm. Let's taste what this sucker's got. Yeah, let's do Thank it. you for bringing Cheers. Me. Absolutely. Well, I'm drinking from the bottle today. I don't have a glass. We're in our bandwagon. That's why you hear that... 
generator hum in the background. <laughs> it's going to be a, a theme for these coming upcoming podcasts. So everyone get ready. Yeah. It's good. It's um, a little bit malty. It's got um, it's extremely bitter. It tastes fresh. It's it's a it's a very decent beer. Thank yeah. you. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, it's one of my uh, one of my favorites. Are you a craft brew enthusiast? I wouldn't say enthusiast, but I do love a good craft brew. So, um, but I mix it up. You know, I can go to a bar and drink shitty beer, but then if I have, you know, then I'll go to if I have the option and there's uh, and if I'm or if I'm in the mood, I'll definitely go for an IPA. That's kind of my go-to craft beer. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah, you know, I'm just. If it's beer, I drink it. <laughs> I don't discriminate. But, yeah, there's some beer I, I don't touch, like Bud Light and Miller Light, that kind of crap I'm not into, but, you know. Do you remember the first craft beer that, like, opened your mind? Like, the first IPA? Oh, yeah. So, I actually used to hate IPAs. I I, I was on tour. Um, I think it was... It might have been the All Show... It might have been the In Flames tour. Or, no, it was... It was a tour. It was a Death Angel tour, I think. And um, a drummer filling in at the time was Adam Pierce, um, and he was drinking them. And the rest of the guys were all drinking them. So I kind of like got stuck having to drink this beer that they always were getting. Uh, <laughs> and so I, th- that's how I kind of like started to like IPAs. It was just kind of forced into drinking it, you know. And you know, now it's like I, I love it. I have to have that like hoppy like sort of bitter, bitter taste flowery to it. taste yeah because there's some IPAs where they kind of make it more fruity and mm-hmm. I'm not into that you know I, I gotta have the I gotta have that bitterness yeah. to it <laughs> yeah <laughs> what uh, do you remember let's take it back even further do you remember your first experience with alcohol your first beers as- oh man <laughs> yeah uh, I was like in high school and uh, my fondest memory of getting drunk was uh, I think we drank um what was it? Maybe it was Coors. Maybe it was Budweiser. I don't remember. It's Coors or Budweiser. But I remember drinking a bunch of Budweiser, and then we were listening to Cannibal Corpse, the bleeding. <laughs> and I was in my friend's living room just trying to sing along, like by myself. I'm just like sitting there jamming to it, and my friends are off talking somewhere else, and I'm just like totally getting into Cannibal Corpse. So. <laughs> was that like at the same time as you were discovering metal? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I guess I would say death metal maybe around that time, so... You know, I was middle school. I was kind of getting into, you know, I was into the new metal stuff at that time. But around high school, I was getting into the heavier stuff. Um, I would say, actually, I would say college is where I really got into extreme metal. Like that was, I started going to more local shows around that time and started seeing a lot more extreme bands kind of playing in the area. So, And you're originally from Detroit? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so it's still a hot metal scene. You guys got lots of tours coming through here. Yeah, if you can remember, like the the most the, the show that you went to when you realized like this is what I want to do. Do you remember? Oh, was there one or was it like a culmination of it all? I think it was a culmination. I mean, I, I started going to show like my first show I ever went to was um, Rage Against the Machine and Wu Tang Clan. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And you know, but I think when I realized I wanted to play music was actually just like local shows. Like I was seeing bands like Summer Dying, and uh, there's a band, death metal band called Saphrogenic and Gut Rot, and I was seeing those guys play, and I was just like, I want to be on stage. Like I want to, I want to be playing these shows, not just standing out here watching it. You mm-hmm. know. So seeing like the local, like local shows, kind of inspired me to like really push to to do that. But of course, you know, I, I have like the bands that I look up to and stuff like that that influence me. 
me to play guitar, but... You always wanted to be a guitarist because you were saying before they were trying to scream along to Cannibal Corpse. Yeah. What came first? <laughs> Definitely. The voice? Always, yeah, I was a guitarist. I don't think I ever really had it to be a vocalist. So, you know, it was more just me being drunk. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, I think I've always wanted to play guitar, and and that's kind of what I started out doing. And but now I've like expanded into like playing drums a little bit too. So I really? play drums. Yeah. And, yeah, I'm trying to get more. I've kind of like find myself enjoying more drums lately than playing guitar. So, but uh, you know, no, I you know I play guitar actually in another band too, not just Battlecross. Uh, True, it has a fi- an in- intense name. If I yeah, remember, Portal of Pazuzu is the that's name. it. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So it's it's more kind of death metal, cool. um, which is nice. You know, I kind of get to go on that extreme side a little bit. And how did that all come about? Uh, so the two guys in the band, well, the other guitar player in the band, uh, his name's Don. Uh, and I've known him from other bands that he's played in the area. So we used to play shows together. And uh, he just kind of got caught wind of me, like, kind of hearing that I was jamming with other people. I was like, hey, man, you want to come come jam and, and check out this new project I'm doing? And so he sent me a video of him and the drummer. And at the time, the drummer, they were playing in his living room. And the drummer, he was using, like, an E-kit. Okay. Yeah, he sends me this video of just, like, them two jamming. And I was like, this sounds cool. And so I came out and checked it out. And... Um, yeah, as soon as after I came to a few practices, I was like, yeah, I'm in. So uh, it's the first time I had to play a seven string. So I've never, oh, never really? played seven string before. Yeah. So that's it's kind of cool to do something different there. So but yeah, I'm, I'm loving it, man. Like we we just been jamming twice a week and we have about like six songs written. We're just trying to get, you know, enough songs to go record and uh, working on getting a new vocalist and all that. So who would be uh, if you could like describe it as other bands? Uh, I would just say that it's kind of got like like the Morbid Angel like suffocations kind of sound like a just kind of a groovy death metal sound, you know. Um, but we're just trying to incorporate a little bit of like the old old school sound and just trying to change it up, you know. Like his a lot of the stuff uh, written is by the other guitar player and. Um, a lot of his stuff is just like it's it's just intricate to me as far as it sounds death metal but then it's just got different elements that make it kind of unique and different and sort of go outside not just not boxed into death metal you know that's cool so have some freedom and the seven string guitar too yeah what what are some challenges approaching that for coming from a six string i have small hands (laughs) (laughs) you know i'm used to the six string and it's like it's and he, the way he plays and the riffs he writes sometimes are like the stretches are crazy for me. So sometimes it's like, damn, dude, I'm not used to this these kind of stretches and stuff like that. But I love it because I get that like low nasty sound to it. So and I love doing that. So it's cool to kind of bring in more, more like brutality into riff writing and stuff like that and playing. So so you have more time to do this because Battlecross has been rather quiet. I'd want to say for the past. Year, yeah, a couple years. Yeah. yeah. What, what what brought that about? Um. So we did uh, our last tour was in 2017, and we just uh, we we're just getting burnt out, and everyone, you know, Tony, uh, you know, he was had a fa- starting a family and all that stuff, so he wanted to focus on that. Um, and uh, same with Kyle, you know, he wanted to focus kind of being more at home. So I think you know we all just. Everyone just kind of got burnt out a little bit, and we just kind of needed to step back and focus on our personal lives for a while. And, um, you know, we 
it was probably it's been a couple of years, but we're we're not even on Metal Blade anymore, so we're kind of like free agents now, and so it was like just timing, you know. We're free agents. We're now we can kind of like step back and not be sort of like forced into feeling like we have to tour to sell records and all that right now. So you guys absolutely toured a lot. Yeah, we did a lot of touring. So it's <laughs> what, how how many? What was like the year that you did the most? How many shows? If you could guess. Yeah. Uh, I would say like 2013 to 2014 was like probably our two busiest years of touring. It's like 200 plus dates a year? Yeah. Yeah, I would say so. You guys were like on the road a lot, I remember. Yeah, we were. I mean, because... Did you have Finberg as an agent? No, no. <laughs> well, briefly, but we were going through Trevor uh, Swenson when he was working with Finberg. Okay. And that was like in the early stages. I know he likes to make his, he makes his bands work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and for us, it was like, we, we kind of just like, it felt like we were being told, like, you have to constantly be out there. Like, if you don't, you're going to, you're not going to survive. You know, that was kind of like the mentality, like put in our heads. Like, we just have to always be out there working and working and working. And so we're like, okay, you know, like, cause this is what we want wanted to do and this is what we wanted to focus on and and I you know looking back I'm like I wish we didn't go out as much you know I mean I certainly love the experience of it but I think maybe it you know it burned us out a little bit it did burn us out but it also you know playing so many shows kind of like you know obviously when you start going out so much let people sort of start to die out as far as coming out to shows and whatnot so because you'll be back next week exactly in their mindset Yeah. yeah so you know, I think some of that was like a detriment um, touring so much, but you know, we, we had to learn. So the only way you're going to kind of learn is jumping in, I guess. <laughs> if you could get into a time machine and go back on being any of these tours, what was your favorite tour? Oh man, lineup wise, people vibe wise, turnout wise. Um, I would probably do Mayhem 2013 again. That was a lot of fun. Um, I would do things differently. Um, not probably not get a bus and <laughs> share a bus, but you guys were yeah. a bus, yeah. Well, yeah, we shared a bus with a uh, Huntress. Okay. And it was, they were great, but it was just like the bus had so many problems. Like we spent so much money, like all the money that we made on that tour because we did really pretty well in merch, you know. So it was like, man, if we had maybe just kind of stuck it out and vanned it up, and we would actually came home with some decent money and not, you know, actually invested more into the band. But at the, you know, at the same time, the experience was great. You know, it was a lot of fun. Um, another tour I loved. Um, God, what else? So a lot. Sometimes they blend together. Or they just I can't remember. It's true, they're all they're all just a big <laughs> amalgam yeah. of touring. Go, I mean, honestly, like. So 2013, I would say Mayhem was a lot of fun. 2014, doing the Death Angel tour was a lot of fun too. Going out with those guys, I had a blast. Going out with Origin, those guys are great. They're actually like our first like U.S. tour. It was Origin, Cattle Decap, Aborted actually really? was on that tour. Yeah, so we toured with those guys, and uh, that was a lot of fun. I mean, that I would say the first tour is always kind of like exciting and new and fun. You know, you're like this new band out with these cool bands, and you're learning from them, and then you're just like excited to be on the road and you know so that was really cool to experience that you know like a tour like that um but uh and then the guar guys too man like we they took us out a few times and we were totally appreciative of that so they were awesome so super nice guys yeah yeah they were so nice yeah absolutely yeah just totally down to earth cool dudes so uh, who were some of the early people that inspired you to start playing guitar um Dimebag, of course, you know, I was a Pantera, I'm a Pantera fan, so I, you know, Dimebag, um, Tony Iommi, um, who else, uh, 
bad at this because I'm like, there are definitely you know guitar players, but then sometimes I kind of look at bands, um, more, not so much like the guitarist itself, but just like the band as a whole and what inspired me, like. Because, you know, that was like the early stages, but then hearing like extreme metal, like Dying Fetus and, you know, John Gallagher, Dying Fetus and um, Cephalic Carnage and like bands like that was like, that was like a different way of thinking and just seeing like that style brought in. And so I always, always try to bring in thrash and then death metal or extreme style into the band, you know, because Tony's, um, the other guitar player, Tony is very like more melodic. Uh, than I am and so I tried my style was kind of more um, trying to bring br- like the brutal or death metal side into it a little bit um, so yeah and Slayer you know like the, you know the top bands of course Slayer Metallica all that stuff I was influenced by but as far as like some of the I guess le- lesser known well not lesser known but just more of the underground bands would be like Cephalic Carnage Pig Destroyer Dying Fetus stuff like that um, and then it, just even bands in the local scene like Gut Rot and um, uh, Summer Dying and, and there's a band called Enkeflin that like I used to go and see all the time and they were just like that was my gateway into local shows so I remember on that run that we did together you guys had this extremely cool trailer <laughs> Let's talk about this trailer. Oh a little God! Bit. I feel it was really big. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what, what what was the the mindset of getting <laughs> this trailer? <laughs> yeah, so that massive trailer was. Um, it was because we are we did in 2012. We did this our first like arena tour, and that was with like Five Finger Death Punch and Trivium and Kill Switch, and so we were told that we had to have a drum riser on this tour. Really? Like, yeah, yeah, because the changeovers are going to be quick, so they wanted each band to bring their own drum riser, and then you would just rotate out the drum kits. They're like, well, shit, you know, we're going to need room for that, and top of everything else, and we looked at it as an investment. Like, who knows what more shit we're going to need? Let's let's invest in this big-ass trailer. So, yeah, we got that beast and rode that thing into the ground. <laughs> <laughs> if my memory serves me right, you guys like, had built like a lounge in it. <laughs> yeah, we had enough room for one, so that was definitely. Yeah, I mean, we would hang out in there all the time, which was nice because it was cool. Like, yeah, yeah it's like we had the dividers, so we had the gear, and then the merch area. But then, you know, there was one tour where people were bringing us out. You know, like friends and fans were bringing us out like snacks and food and like all the stuff, and they're just like trying to just keep us stocked up in each city. And we had so much shit in there, we couldn't even get like it just became a pain in the ass to get in the trailer because we had so much shit. Uh, but that was always a nice thing with having that trailer was like if you didn't have a green room or somewhere to hang out, you had the trailer. Yeah, that's know? awesome. That's so, what I'm enjoying about this so far, the, the bandwagon. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, it man. gives that's, us some space. Absolutely. Even if the venue's tiny. Yeah. Right, yeah. exactly. Yeah, you definitely run into that, and that's not always fun when you have no place to go. And it's just like, all right, well, you just either stand around the venue or you know, hang out in the trailer so, <laughs> or the van. But, you know. When it's hot out or it's too cold or whatever, you know. So, did you? Um, I've seen on your Facebook a lot that you you involved in martial arts. Yeah. What what exactly? The form of martial arts. What's it called? And tell me a little bit about that. Sure. Uh, so about a year ago, I started doing um, Brazilian jiu-jitsu, and uh, yeah, I started training um, with a friend of mine. His name's Joe Rico. He runs a school out in um, in Livonia. It's called Stronghold. And uh, I love it, man. I, I had never done martial arts. I had never, you know, been involved, like, been really athletic at all. So 
I was like, I'm going to try something different, you know? So I went, showed up, and he's like, I just tried it out, man. And of course, you know, going into something like that, you get your ass kicked, or you just like, <laughs> you get exhausted. You're like, holy shit, like, this is. This is brutal, but it was it was great. It's such a great feeling, like, after training. Like, no matter how many times you lose or whatever, it's just, like, it's not about that. It's just about the training experience and how you feel, like, doing that, you know. And everyone – and the vibe there is really cool. Like, you know, for a long time, I would just assume that martial arts would be, like, you know, tough guy kind of thing. And, like, you know, I didn't know how it was going to be, you know. But everyone's just, like, super friendly and just, like, all about helping one another. And I, I thought that was really cool, that kind of vibe to have going into something where you don't know anything about it and people are so welcoming it's just like um, building they everyone wants to help you build your 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 talents and your your capabilities absolutely in the yeah sport. it's it's really cool and it's all just you know grappling and, and chokes and things like that so it's not like punching and kicking it's all just you know and it's not just a physical strength it's like mental strength you know it's that kind of strategy thinking with your brain and you know all that so um i i did my first tournament uh in october this was like eight months after training like I was just kind of encouraged like to give it a try so uh I did my first tournament I lost and I dislocated my shoulder really yeah yeah I dislocated it um and then I've I heard that it. really really fucking hurts it yeah it hurt like it was funny because I, I did the match and then I you know I lost and something felt wrong and then after the match I like felt the pain and I was like oh shit that's so, brutal but uh yeah so um, after that, you know, I've just been I've been out of training since then, which sucks. Oh yeah, you're you're still yeah, I'm still rec- oh I had surgery yeah. Just, you had to have surgery and everything. I had too. to have surgery yeah, and I'd had that in uh, January, and uh, been recovering since then, doing like physical therapy and all that stuff. And, oh, uh, it's fuck. getting better, yeah. So I'm I'm hoping to get back into it by July or August. So crazy, yeah. That's, so, fuck, that's a I love long time. It, yeah, it's yeah. great, man. I recommend it to anybody. It's just it's awesome. Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. Uh, when do you you saying that? Battlecross is playing a few shows coming up. Uh, you're working on some songs. When do you, in a realistic term, imagine Battlecross being back? Will it ever be back the way it was, or do you think it's not going to be possible? It definitely won't. I'll be honest, it won't be back to the way it was, but it will definitely be back. And we want to do touring and shows, but just not at the extreme lengths that we were going. Um, you know, right now our focus is just writing, and we're taking our time. Um, you know, we've been tossing around the idea of instead of doing an album, kind of doing like an EP, kind of like what you guys have been doing, you know, with the EPs. And I've just been throwing that idea at the guys because I'm like, it's because it's going so slow. I'm like, if we really maybe want to kick things up, let's do an EP so it doesn't take as much time to for writing and recording and all that. It's like we can write a few songs, get six songs or whatever, and then put that out and then we can at least tour off of that a little bit absolutely and yeah. and still play the old stuff because i mean when you're going on tour anyway you're not playing everything off your new album no right? you have to so, play the old stuff exactly yeah. yeah so it's not like you're gonna play everything anyway so that was kind of like my idea like just tossing that around but so you know everyone's receptive you know and we're just been because everyone's so busy with their lives it's just we're just taking it slow and we're not on a time frame for us like we're not we don't want to rush anything but we certainly don't want to drag our feet to the point where mm-hmm. it's going to take 10 years or something like that yeah so, yeah hoping by next year that we at least have oh. something right finger crossed so, fingers yeah. crossed i got I, i'm in your guys's <laughs> corner thanks man yeah. keep at it we'd love to do it. some shows with you guys again of, of course definitely yes. fun who do you think is the next you're mentioning uh you know that you liked all the big bands the slayer the metallica who do you think is going to be the next 
Slayer, oh, Metallica, or if that's even a possibility uh, yeah, nowadays. I don't know if that's the way the music industry is, and just the state of music, and how everything is now. I just I don't know if a band will ever really get that big. You know, it seems tough. I mean, obviously there are bands that are sort of hit that arena status or mm-hmm. get that big, but to be at that level, I don't I don't know. I really don't know. And to be honest, I'm not entirely like in tune with a lot of new music that's out there. So it's hard. You know, for me, it's hard to say. Um, but you know, I d- certainly appreciate that there's such a variety and, and various styles that are coming out. And I mean, right now, like bands like Revocation are killing it. You know, those guys Absolutely, are doing yeah. something really different and cool. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I can't really say that the, that band would ever get to that kind of status. But I mean, you never know. You know, so I, it's it's hard to say, man. I think the way the industry is and just the state of music and it's just tough. You know, <laughs> like. It's just I, I, I don't I don't see it being a really a reality, but I hate to be negative in that way. But <laughs> I mean, you never just, know. You never know. You never know. But. Who who is a band that you like to listen to now? A newer band that you think needs more recognition? Well, uh, one of the bands I recently got into, I'm wearing the shirt of them, is Yautja. Okay. I really, yes, did, really yes, dig yes, those I, guys. I, the, yeah. I saw them on that Rivers Rivers and Nile tour, and I absolutely love those guys. They're they're kind of probably one of the new bands that I've heard that I love. So. Yeah, yeah, and I'm aware of them, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so. Heavy, heavy, heavy fucking noisy band. Yeah, yeah totally yeah, dig yeah. it. It's really cool. So, yeah, them and, uh, I don't know, I'm rooting for some of the local guys around here, too. They, they actually are on this show. They, they're called Recorruptor. Cool. Really yep. cool band, and uh, I'm stoked for those guys. I hope they do awesome big things for them. So, uh, and then, uh, a few other bands in the scene too man there's, there's a lot of good bands around here in michigan that i you know i'm kind of more in tune to than kind of the more of the other bands mm-hmm. that are out there but uh we have a good scene here there's that's a lot, good on you that you're cool there bands. and you're, you're supporting your local dudes absolutely i try to get out to Very as nice many shows yeah. as i can yeah so uh just a lot of good stuff out here right now and it, my brain's melted right now so i can't think of name drop <laughs> everybody but uh there's just there's a lot of good bands in the scene so yeah it's truly uh like stoked to be a part of it what would be your you toured a lot what is the horror tour story of battle cross oh man we've had so many like you know van breakdowns and trailer we busted that damn trailer man we busted so many bearings on that thing and <laughs> and barely made shows but i think there's only been a couple times we've out of all the touring we've done we've had to cancel at least like one or two out of all the sh- you know really? out of all the sh- yeah out of all the shows we played there's probably been like one or two shows we had to cancel and so anytime we ran into like breakdowns we've d- busted our ass like we would you know it would be like where we drop the trailer off here rent a vehicle here rent a trailer there and then like drop somebody off to stay with the, you know drop our merch guy off and he'd stay with the you know the van and trailer till it gets fixed and then we'd go to the show and come back you know like coordinating all this craziness just to make sure we may play the show you know so definitely just the breakdown suck man it's just like that's the worst especially when like you're on a, on your like it's a day off and you're maybe on your way to like somewhere a drive cool. day, just like, yeah. yeah drive day and maybe you're just ready to go to a hotel and relax and then that shit happens do your laundry for yeah, once yeah exactly <laughs> like, get a shower in and then that shit happens and it that's just a, sucks that's, that's a bummer it yeah. is it really it's commendable sucks. that you guys just kept going at it though yeah for like, sure I mean, never give up just keep pushing absolutely that was always our mentality was to like not miss out on a show so we tried awesome is there anything you want to add it's gonna be a little bit of a shorter interview because i gotta go play a show soon you gotta go do a show man <laughs> you gotta go do your thing no i just uh 
I just appreciate the opportunity to, to chat with you and um, looking forward to the show, man. This is a killer lineup, and I love you guys. Your two EPs you just put out were awesome, so absolutely love it. So, Thank you. That's, that's uh, yeah. very, very nice of you to say that. Yeah, Thank absolutely, you. man. Yeah, so I'm Cheers. looking forward to the show. So Cheers. Thank yeah. you for the beers, and I'm looking forward to hanging out with uh, you afterwards, but you guys won't be listening to that. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Bye-bye. Right, see ya. Hey, thank you all so much for listening right to the end. Uh, sorry it's a bit shorter this week, but I had to go jump on stage right after this interview, so I, I was just balancing and dancing out uh, how I'm going to get this done on this tour, and I've uh, I figured it out since then, but uh, this episode tended to be a little bit shorter than the rest. Uh, thank you so much for listening to the end. Uh, I love Hiran. I wish the best for him and the Battlecross boys. Check out his new band. It's going to be fucking brutal, intense shit. Um, we got a, about a week and a half left of the Blast Beat party coming up. Uh, get your tickets. Uh, we're making our way back up uh, through the East Coast, up into uh, Quebec and Ontario. So uh, get your tickets because they're going to sell out fast and uh, you're going to miss the Blast Beat party. Uh, as always, if you have any suggestions, if you have any comments, you want to hit me up at matt at voxandhops.com and I'll be more than willing to uh, check out all that you guys got to say. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being there. Uh, I hope you have a great weekend. Hug your loved ones. Be with them. I miss mine. Being on the tour. Being on the road is hard. Being away from the family. But I'm surrounded by a bunch of great, great people and Vox and Hops heads. So I want you to have fun with your family. Have fun with your friends. Have fun with your loved ones. And drink great craft beer. Cheers, Vox and Hops heads. This is Krista Makes, guitarist and vocalist for Less Than Jake. And host of Krista Makes a Podcast. A songwriting podcast where every week I'm joined by an amazing guest to break down the writing, recording, and release of one iconic song from their career. In our giant, evergreen back catalog of episodes, we've had rock legends such as Dee Snyder and Huey Lewis, punk rock favorites like Mark Hoppus, Fat Mike, and Brett Gurowitz, and up-and-coming artists of today such as Liz Stokes of The Beths and Genesis Owusu. We've had guests from all genres and styles of music, and I guarantee that if you peruse our back catalog, you'll see several episodes that'll make you say, man, I gotta hear that. Whether you're a fan of music or a creator of music yourself, you'll take away a whole new appreciation for the songs you know and love. Chris Makes a Podcast is available for free on all the places you could possibly listen to podcasts, and new episodes come out every Monday.